Hello and thank you for listening to the Founders Speak, a podcast where we bring you exceptional startup founders from around the world who each share their inspiration, of course, but also a bag full of usable insights from their entrepreneurial journeys. So if you're an aspiring founder or busy fundraising or nearing a successful exit or even feeling like you might go down fighting, there's something useful in here for you. Each talk is hosted and recorded live with audiences at the Founders Speak stage at the world's largest fintech event, the Singapore Fintech Festival. My name is Naveen Suri and I'm your host. I'm a former banker turned entrepreneur and like all entrepreneurs, I have more than a few battle scars on my back, all of which I'm very proud of. Our next speaker is Arvind Singh, co-founder of Hula. He's based in Singapore and in his talk titled, What does it take to make the leap from corporate to startup? He tells us about two lessons that made his transition easier, eliminating self-doubt and making lifestyle changes. Let's take a listen. All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming. My name is Arvin, uh, co-founder of, of Hula, as uh, Naveen mentioned. Um, Hula was Southeast Asia's first buy now, pay later business. Uh, we, we launched quite a few years ago, and we were actually acquired by Shopback just about a year ago. I'm here to share with you my journey from loving my life in a corporate role uh, to ultimately making the leap to startup founder. Now, before we get into the presentation and the nitty gritties of it, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. The path from corporate to startup wasn't some pre-planned life board and milestones mapped out and the dates all tracked and these are the steps I'm gonna take. There was a bit of planning, there was a lot of pivoting and some lucky breaks around the way. And I'll caveat that this story might include a bit of survivorship bias, so take it with a pinch of salt. Now that I've made my disclaimers, I can say that prior to leaping, I had a pretty good career, relatively comfortable lifestyle, and I was about to get married at that time as well. So what spurred that desire to leap from a comfortable corporate job into co-founding a startup? Well, it wasn't a quick decision. It took years of self-doubt, discomfort, and thinking before making the leap. And I'd like to share just two really simple lessons that I've learned along the way that allowed me to make that transition. The first is embracing some self-doubt. You know, it's a barrier and lesson to making the leap is overcoming that self-doubt. And you have to embrace it at first to do so. Now, my startup journey started during business school. I was looking to do something different and was quickly inspired by some of my classmates. They had taken that leap and had started their own business. And while each of them may have had some varying level of success and, and failure, their stories were very motivational. And that's what pushed me and gave me that desire to follow their footsteps. Now, my self-doubt also started during that same time. I'm surrounded by these entrepreneurs, and they were cautioning me that the life that I had known was only corporate. Startup life was different. And to this day, I'm very, very thankful for the caution and the feedback that I received. They were really trying to prepare me for the realities of startup life. Now, the initial takeaway that I had was, I need to get my hands dirty. I need to understand that startup mindset. So, on Friday nights, oh, sorry. On Friday nights, I would join meetups at the Joyful Frog Accelerator. For those of you who are familiar, it's at the iconic Block 71 in Singapore. Um, and that landed me an opportunity to do some pro bono work with some of the startups uh, in, in their accelerator program. 
Now, the startup I was working with was super open. You know, they showed me everything, full access to pitch deck, some of the investor engagements that they had going on, the good and the bad, the difficulties that they were going through as well. Now, the next stage of self-doubt was when I got some advice that I had no real expertise, no industry expertise. And the reason I got that feedback is that it's viewed by many as a real difference maker when it comes to starting a successful startup, is to be an expert in an area. Now, to overcome this, you see the photo, I jumped at an opportunity to become a more formal advisor during startup bootcamp FinTech, and that's late 2014. Now, if you're keeping track, that's over three years before Hula was actually launched. Working with these founders and living vicariously through their experience was really important for me. It opened my eyes to the harsh realities of starting a company, and in, in this circumstance, a FinTech. Finally, when we first started Hula, there were two of us in the early days, myself and Stuart. And while we were passionate about what we were building and the path ahead of us and, and really wanted to go get it done, we had to acknowledge that we hadn't done this before. We had both come from corporate lives, and in fact, we were both business guys. Neither of us had real deep technical expertise. Now, luckily, we, we enlisted the help of two additional co-founders, Jason and Daniel, who luckily were both technical in nature and also had startup experience. So we were able to kind of supplement the skill gap on our end. Now, embracing that self-doubt was an important step. I was very considerate to the feedback that I received from entrepreneurs, especially some of those seasoned founders, but you have to find a way to take action to try to overcome it. Now, the second lesson that I had, lifestyle changes. It gets talked about a lot. Uh, it's not the most fun thing, but you have to really consider what life is like during the corporate time and what it's going to be like during startup. And that means how it's going to impact those around you. It's not just the journey that you go on by yourself, but it is going to impact those closest to you and those folks around you. So beyond just overcoming this mental hurdle of self-doubt, there was a need to manage the physical aspects of my life. The reality is that there often needs to be some financial adjustments. Now, I call it adjustments rather than setbacks on purpose. There are likely gonna be major financial differences between working in a corporate environment versus a startup, especially if you're a more seasoned and experienced founder and starting later in life. Now, I'm truly blessed. I've got a great partner, and the first step was to speak about it early. We had a conversation very, very early on to align our expectations and plan on what those, those changes in life would look like. Um, there were accommodations, and it wasn't just about what's the next month or two months going to look like, but it was years of potential impact to our lifestyle. Now, it was due to my wife's support and encouragement that I felt that we could make these changes work. In this long journey, I really hope that you do find a great support network around you that will stick with you through the ups and downs of startup life. One fun story is that I actually resigned, I think it was a Friday, National Day weekend in, in Singapore, from my corporate role, and I got married the next day. Normally that would make people really, really uncomfortable and probably super stressed out. Uh, it was still stressful, but because we had talked about it and, and somewhat planned for it, it made it that much easier to do. Um, in line with those types of changes, if you're making a lot of changes in a short period of time, chances are it's going to be very demotivating and very stressful. Our approach was to space things out a bit 
and to let some of those changes happen naturally. One natural change was where we used to live. So nice apartment. We let our lease come to, a, to an end uh, when it did, put some research in, took some time, and we found a place that allowed us to drop costs by about 30%. Now, it was a little bit more inconvenient in terms of location, but that type of change was against our largest expense item, which was rent. So it went a long way in helping us adjust our budgets to accommodate for that startup life. Now, while we're talking about cost savings, it is really about adjustments. You're really trying to make those adjustments in life to accommodate for the change that's coming. And the reason is, it's a long path. It can be really painful, and it's dragged out for a really long time as you're building your business. The more you pile on yourself, the more difficult it's going to be. And that brings me to my last point. You got to really know yourself. You need to know the things that will make you happy. Thankfully, I was never a frivolous spender. You can probably tell by the way I, I dress and whatever else, but I, I wasn't into much branded stuff. I like certain comforts, but not much materialistic comforts. And that definitely helped. But there was one thing that I wanted to make sure that we allocated resources to, and that was traveling. It made both of us really, really happy, and that was something that we didn't want to compromise on. In fact, this photo is from a recent trip. I just got back last week. So to Naveen's earlier point, it was while I was traveling trying to adjust and get this script sorted out and get everything done. But it was, it was really important to, to be here and to share this. For us, it was about knowing ourselves really well. It's important for us to ju just have a change of scenery from time to time. The pandemic put a lot of pressure on not being able to do that. But thankfully, we were recently able to visit some new places. It's not just important for my wife and I. Our parents love to travel as well. And in fact, we've been in some great trips, the six of us together, including this uh, recent one. Being far from home, I'm Canadian, it's very far away from home, being in Singapore for the last nine years, it can have a toll on you. So spending time with my parents was really, really important. Now, making the leap is scary, especially when you read stuff like this. It's only human for us to be a little afraid about the uncertainty and lean to those more comfortable options in life. Yet, it doesn't have to be perilous. Take some time, talk to people you trust, and try to get some advice from entrepreneurs who have gone through it before. It's really important. My biggest takeaway going from, through all of this is that it's not a momentary decision. It's not that jumping off a cliff moment. There's a lot of lead up to this. There's a lot of time spent planning and getting to that moment. So it's not just about the statement that you know, you're building that plane as you jump off the cliff and, and trying to figure it out. In my view, all the time you're spending leading up to it is finding the parts that will make that plane work, understanding which cliff to jump off of, and determining when is the right time to jump. Thank you. Thank you, Arvin. Now, if you'd like to watch Arvin's talk at the Founders Speak, simply visit Singapore Fintech Festival on YouTube. You're listening to the Founders Speak podcast where exceptional startup founders share untold stories from their journeys, we have lots more for you coming up next, so do stay with us.